you're listening to the Renew You Fit Podcast. Where Fit After 40 starts today. I just noticed, like, the, the way that people are looking at each other, like, if somebody pulls their mask off, even to get a sip of water, it's like you, you got some kind of, like, playing tag or something when you're a kid, you're, you're infected. I'm like, wow, people are really tripping. I'll go on a walk, and people will rather almost get hit by cars and walk to next to me. If you don't have your mask on, yeah. Outside I, by yourself. I don't wear a mask when I walk. Nobody else is wearing a mask around me. But I do wear a mask. When I go to the store to get food. Well, of course. But when you're outside and you're way beyond six feet and you're getting vitamin D naturally and you're, you know, just doing regular activity, you're not sneezing, you're not coughing. Why would you wear a mask? Like, dude, come on. I'm driving the other day and this fool next to me has full-blown mask on by himself in my car. Some people follow the rules. As we all know, some people break the rules. Okay, I'm not saying we're breaking the rules, but why would you wear a mask in the car by yourself with your windows rolled up? Because we make our own rules, brother. That's why. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I get. I feel what you're saying, but I'm just saying there's no logic behind that. I get the whole mask, the social distancing. But for goodness sake, if you're by yourself in a car, ain't no need to be wearing Are a mask. Are you kidding me? The logic is I'm going to do what I have to do to stay alive. And like I told my mom, hey, if wearing a mask makes you think you're going to live longer, I'm going to tell you to take it off. Hey, yeah. What about the ones What about the ones that wear two masks? Like they got the N95 and a mask over the cough. That's just doing too much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they got a lot of mentos. Or Phobias. You know what I'm saying? They must have mentos or breath mints because if it's that hot, you know they smell it. Like if you can take off the mask, it's like, is that throw up? No, that's a mask that you have. <laughs> that's a mask that you haven't um, washed in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jane was killing us over there. She's coughing, and, and we were just talking about we don't get good sound. How, how are we gonna take that out, bro? I don't know. That's a good question. But you know what? This we're is gonna supposed roll. to be a cough-free zone. <laughs> oh, she's still coughing, and we're in the middle of a podcast. It's okay. We're gonna roll with it, and we'll actually leave that in there. We, because you know what? To, you know what? To. This is real time, and she's laughing. Normally, she's asleep. Yeah, so. she needs to be engineering the sound. All right, let's jump into our topic today, Antoine. Uh-huh. Today's topic is going to be something that is more educational and informative. I know some people are going to look at it as a little bit controversial, but my goal with today's topic is to educate, empower, and allow people to make informed decisions. Well, my goal is to talk about it personally because I know all about this stuff that we're talking about today. Got my little cheat sheets for you. All right. So <laughs> let's just jump right in, Antoine. Tell me a little bit about your experience with specific supplements that were meant to increase testosterone, or that was the claim. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. That was the claim to increase testosterone and drive male um, strength, stamina, endurance, size, right? Um, 
these were a lot of claims that were made by manufacturers. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, let's let, let me dive into this last piece of research that I had did before. I looked at the um, supplements and I went back to the 90s, okay? Androstenione, 19 North, right? Those were supplements that Andro Poppers were huge. It came out about the time that Sammy Sosa, and now that we're in baseball playoffs, that Sammy Sosa was competing with Mark McGuire. I'll never forget the caption from ESPN when they were doing the Roger Maris chase, right? They were following each of them to see who was going to break it that year. And they showed a bottle of Andro Poppers and creatine in McGuire's locker. And they asked him about that. Well, at that time, in all fairness, that was something that you could go to GNC. You could buy it at any health food store in America. The mid-90s was a unique time for supplements, right? It was also a unique time for the industry. I think there were some things that Eastern Bloc countries were using that were released into our stores. So let's dive right in. Antoine, back in the Texas organization, when you came up with the Rangers, you were exactly at that time. So... Walk me through your experience with some of these supplements um, and what you've seen with athletes both on the major league level and in the minors. Andro, creatine, ephedra, terribilis terrestris, the, the rub down that you get at GNC or in the back of muscle and fitness, all of those things are uh, very, very powerful lot of people because simply because there wasn't a brand that I could stand on. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell you, it gets you strong, gets you in shape, gets you feeling good, gets you a lot of activity. Muscles start poking out like in two or three weeks. And, and you can tell the people that was on the Andro Studio versus the creatine. Because creatine, they get you kind of bloated. Mm-hmm. But the Andros and the Terrible Tresses and the because what you'll do, you'll take that, then you'll take that fat back. So you can just swallow it. And playing baseball every day, you know, you need that extra energy. And the, and the ones who were on it was, was energized all throughout the day. But unfortunately, a lot of people got injured, too, when they start taking the real stuff. Now, they were basically both the real stuff at the time. Sure. But the roids. So let's let's clarify. When you when you say the real stuff, you're talking about the stuff that you could buy in GNC versus the things that were done undercover where you would take an illegal or banned substance that was known to raise testosterone levels beyond what you could get in the store. Yeah, the, the thing is, the thing was, if you can buy it in GNC and you took your drug test, it was okay. Because they'll ask you, have you been taking any tests pre-screening? Mm-hmm. And you had to tell them if you're taking the androstenium or anything, because I guess when it came out positive, so a lot of people was on it, and a lot of people were strong, but the drug test, you was able to pass as long as you told them that you were taking it. But if you were not taking it, but if you weren't, if you didn't tell them that you wasn't taking it, it'll come out positive. Gotcha. But the whole thing was, I got it through GNC. And when I tell you, the Texas Ranger organization was doing some big drugs. And they was doing some big things. I mean, they were, they were, they were taking Andro Plus. Now, the whole thing was, I got it through GNC. See, so I don't know if people were taking the roids or they was taking androstenium or the other stuff because everybody was saying, I'm taking andro. Sure. But I can't tell the people who probably weren't ripping their, ripping their triceps, ripping their chest muscles, 
and it was coming back just too much, just super big, looking like um, bodybuilding weight. Sure. Because at the time, 98, 99, everybody in Texas wanted to be big and buff. So if you wasn't big and hitting home runs, it was like. You're not going to see the field. You're not going to see the field. Sure. And that, and that put a lot of pressure on the players to take supplements, in particular to the Texas Rangers organization, because you had to try to look like a big man. There were some players, like I said, Collins was, was 185. Mm-hmm. By the time spring training came around, in three months, 215. Swole. And I was bigger than them. Swole. Hitting home runs. I think that was pretty rampant in MLB at that time, right? When you see other athletes that are getting uh, lucrative endorsements or lucrative contracts for performance on the field, and if you can get an edge by getting a supplement that helps you store, you know, a lot of people are looking at that. And I think the end result was better product on the field for the fans, right? That's what I'm sure the Players Association and MLB was looking at at the time. I can't speak for them, but I'm sure, right? And then at the end of the day, the athletes were definitely getting paid and compensated for the results that they, they accomplished. So I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. What are your thoughts on that? Um, it was taking Andro and taking those supplements. It was, it was definitely supported by the organizations because they said, oh, you're taking some good old vitamins. Mm-hmm. And, and they make jokes like, oh, you should, uh, you should get stocks in GNC. Because literally – when we were playing, people had Andro inside of their locker. Mm-hmm. And you'll take it before the game and after the game because you go work out. And it was one of those things where it, was, it wasn't looked down upon simply because it was from GNC. But the way it made you feel, sure. you knew that it was something else going on. Because like I said, you get big, buff. And, and you feel good, and, and you don't even get tired. And, and I heard that's what steroids it really is. It's all about not getting fatigued. And that andro really kept you strong and kept you non-tired. And it was, and the, and the ones who were taking it definitely had an edge on foot, on the baseball field. You know, if you go back in time and you look at what happened in Congress when, uh, you know, they were looking at steroids as a whole, and there's a ban obviously, on supplements um, and things that that would be classified as boosting testosterone. Um, That ban was put in place uh, late 90s, I believe early 2000s, and I have some research in here that we can go into later. Um, I think the biggest thing that was huge was you've got uh, athletes that, you know, let's face it, at that point up to that time, they weren't being looked at as rule breakers, right? Because it was it was openly accessible at a health food store. I don't think they knew what the research was. If you look at what Andro does and how it's metabolized in the liver and how it increases potentially, there's there's research that says counterintuitive to that, but how it potentially has the power to increase testosterone, it also has the power to increase estrogen. So it's a it's an interesting yeah, it's an interesting balance, right? Um, creatine works. It's a great product. It, it definitely can help with strength, but it, it does bloat you, like you talked about. There's definitely a time and place to take creatine for certain athletes. Um, what I want to get into is not so much the things that people were doing outside of the lines. I want to look at what today, what people were doing in 
inside the lines with regard to supplements. And that gets me into my next topic I have on here. The one that I want to kind of address today that, that I've done a ton of research on that is very interesting is the benefits of tea roosters. Okay. So 19 nor and some of the other products that we had out there for Angostine, they're not the same. You can still go out there and get some products online naturally, right? But it's not the same product that you were getting in the 90s. So if you think it is, you're sadly mistaken. There is definitely completely different compounds that they're using now, and the amount of compounds that they're using versus what was legal then is different. And a lot of organizations, no matter what sport organization, they'll even test you for supplements. So even if you go into a GNC and you buy something, it can definitely flag a test. And whether you tell them you're using it or not, nowadays they give you a list of items that you are to exclude in your training. So it's pretty straightforward stuff. There's no gray area now. Because our gray area was, it was everyone knew it was one precursor away from real steroids. See, the fact that it was one precursor away from real steroids, mm -hmm. myself, I wasn't taking nothing with it. No, you honestly weren't because you were buying something that was over the counter. Um, and this is exciting for me to have this conversation with you today because I know how passionate you are about this and some of the effects that you felt from it. And, and we'll go into that as we get into this. Um, what were some of the negative things before I jump into the tea boosters from the androstein and the things that you were taking back then? What are some of the things that you've noticed now as you've aged that you can attribute to that? Well, I know for a fact that what they call a bitch tip. Mm -hmm. I like that. I definitely... Definitely got that from um, taking supplements because I didn't know, as I did my research, you were supposed to take a take something to balance out Correct. your hormones. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it wasn't steroids, I didn't know I had to take that. But it's evident that I had to sure. lift my tricep. Just getting so strong, lift my tricep because, um, like you said before, it's because I was already strong, but my tendons wasn't ready to lift that heavy weight in such a short amount of time. Correct. So taking those supplements and feeling strong and being strong, I lift my triceps, I lift this side of my chest, mm -hmm. messed up my knee, just lifting super heavy. It goes back to what we talked about, Antoine, before. I think uh, when you look at the research, especially when you're talking about, you know, this is a small percentage of people in the population. When you're talking about people that are already elite athletes that have, so to speak, we'll call them genetic freaks, people that, that have a special gift that is God-given, that's a, a natural talent, that have the ability to grow. And you'll, you'll see those people that can put on muscle easily, that, you know, have the ability to recover really fast, that grow, you know, where other people can put in the same exact effort and not get half of the results. When you add those type of products in that can stimulate certain properties within the body chemically and enable you to recover faster, lift heavier, do those things, a lot of times the soft tissue, the ligaments, tendons, joints, the things that are supportive to get us to that point to where you can lift, they don't have enough opportunity to be able to respond consistently to that type of stimulus. So if you just shock the body because your muscles can lift it, eventually you're going to tear something. And that's what I think a lot of people, you know, they don't realize. You have to make sure, that's what I call creating the environment for change within the body. Because you go in there and you just, boom, 2,000 reps, 3,000 reps, boom, boom. Now, 
question for you real quick. Sure. There was two things. Yeah. And that was 500, 600. So you're crazy. I, I was the other end of the spectrum. I was more the Mike Metzner where it's like one to two rep max. I, I did that and I was able to put on size that way. The only time I ever really repped out was when I did my bodybuilding shows. Mm-hmm. So I would achieve muscle hypertrophy by doing far, you know, more sets and reps. But when you look back, it's genetics, right? Mm-hmm. You either have it or you don't. And that's, that's the whole thing. I still have the same amount of strength. Absolutely, you do. My, my strength never left. The only thing that really changed, and it wasn't really my physique, it's just I was just hard. And instead of, like, instead of, I was just standing up. Well, I'll tell you I what. never stood up like that naturally. But when I was taking those supplements that was so-called legal, you stand up, it's a little different, you're harder. And, and, and you're a little bit more aggressive. It, it's Yes. <laughs> and I, I will say this. Let's be frank. Um, the supplements that were on the market back then definitely accentuated your anger issues. Uh, if you were somebody that already had a quick trigger, it would definitely push that. I, I recognize that as well. All right, let's get into our uh, tea booster. Okay. I just wish the scientists would have told me the truth from the beginning. So perhaps I wouldn't have these bitch tits and have the chest I've always wanted. Only time my chest gets big now is because of this. But I've been working out, dieting, taking an all-vegetarian diet with a lot of um, vegetables, so it's helping. Well, I'll tell you what. I noticed when I walked in today, I gave you a compliment. You can definitely see your six-packs looking good. Your your body's on point. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. In all seriousness, I, I gave you that compliment right when I walked in today. Just week over week, I could see the change. And that's because you're following the program that we have on our other platform, which mm-hmm. works flat out. So keep it up. More props to you. you okay. Looking good too, though, Don. Well, thank you, sir. Looking real smooth. All right. How, how, you did your chest today? No, yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Yes. Okay, that's why you're poking out. You're, I hope I'm poking out all the time, Antoine. That's I mean, the goal, you right? know, sometimes your, your, your diamond go this way, but when you look crazy, it pokes up. Yeah, it does. It does. T-boosters. Yes. All right. So I did a lot of research. We just drew some parallels to what was out there on the market in the early 90s. Now it seems like I want to start it off by saying this. When you look at the marketing and the research, they're two completely different things. Marketing is trying to drive and sell a product. Research is fact-based feedback and data that is used on specific populations where it's a controlled environment and they're telling you whether it's placebo, fake, or whether it's real. Here's the deal. I did a ton of research, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying this. I have used T-boosters over-the-counter. I, I walked into a store. I purchased a few different ones. The majority of the T-boosters that I've used, I found no impact. And I haven't used them for a while, but this was when it came out a few years ago. I was trying that, and uh, it had no impact. What I will tell you is this. There were specific T-boosters that I took, and I started to have some stomach issues, some significant stomach issues. And I couldn't figure out. I went in. I had blood work done, and I'm healthy. I don't eat. Sure, you know that. You've seen my diet, right? I've been like this for a while. Um, I went in. I had some blood work done, and they couldn't figure it out. They were looking at all different types of stuff, um, you know, different things it could be, asking me if I traveled overseas, etc. cetera. Um, but bottom line is I had inflammation in my intestines, and I couldn't figure it out, Antoine. So I started to do some research. I started removing things out of the diet, which you'll logically do. 
one of the things I was doing at the time was a TV show. And when I did the research, here's my opinion. There's a ton of vitamins in that. There's nothing directly that is going to associate with spiking testosterone immediately. And we'll get into why. But if I was already taking the multivitamin like I was, and I'm, it already had zinc, it already had magnesium in there, imagine what was happening when I was adding these other vitamins on top of that without paying attention to the amount of zinc, magnesium, and B6 that I was consuming. Of course I was going to have issues. Antoine, I removed it out of my diet. I went back, took another blood test. A month later, I was fine. So... I'm speaking from example on some specific topics that I think I want to educate our male consumers out there. That's who we're, we're speaking to today. I think there is a taboo associated with talking about certain things, and I think the marketing industry definitely picks up on that. What I'm going to talk about today is I want to separate myth from reality. I want to separate fact from fiction, and there is a thing called muscle fiction. There's this target audience that they think that they're marketing to when in reality the consumer should be more informed than ever with the internet research that's available to anybody at their fingertips. Antoine, what does testosterone primarily do for a male? Makes you aggressive. It makes you gain muscle strength. Yeah, it's a male sex hormone, and the reason that men produce it is it obviously helps with things such as the Adam's apple, masculine features, building larger muscles, deeper voice. That's, uh, those are all things, broad shoulders, hairy chest. When does it start to decrease for most men? Uh, I think it's like about 30. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing is, it's a gradual decline. So let's, let's look at this first. So say you're age 30 and the testosterone starts to gradually decline. You all know what happens when you get in your 30s and 40s for the average. As physically active as you were in your 20s? No. Normally that's about the time that you'll probably have a family with a significant other, maybe children, and your inactivity level starts to become greater. You think about what most men consume, beverages, later on in life, things like beer that have hops and yeast and those type of things. Of course T levels are going to go down. And as T levels go down, estrogen does go up. So men will start to gain weight around their midsection, their chest. They'll start into breast tissue. You'll see men who have trouble sleeping. You'll see men who have trouble keeping an erect penis straight up, right? Do you think that a guy that's going through that is going to feel comfortable talking to his woman about why he can't keep an erect penis or talking to another dude, hey, bro, I got at the gym, right? I'm sure that's it. Could you imagine that conversation? Bro, uh, how do you get your penis so big? I'm sure that's going to be a conversation dudes are going to have at the gym, right? Not like, hey, I noticed that recovery drink or that energy drink that you had. There's not a lot of dudes that are going to be having that conversation. I think the conversation is this. Man, as you get older, it's a little different. And you kind of pick up. I just don't feel just, the same. I used to... <laughs> I used to be able to do it for 30, 45 minutes. Now I'm five minutes and I'm out. Yeah, for some it's like one or two strokes and they're out. I think here's the reality, <laughs> right? I want to cover today what the science says versus, versus what researchers are saying. Our objective today is to provide fast, fact-based feedback. 
We're not here advocating against these supplements. I want to be clear on that. And we're also not tied to any specific manufacturer product. Our goal is simple. We want to educate and inform and give you the power to make an educated decision for what you need for your health. So I want to discuss why men turn to these different alternatives at certain stages of life, what the supplement industry is offering to fill this gap, and keep in mind, the only time you should ever use a supplement is to fill a nutritional gap. So they realize dudes' T levels are going down, guys are moving less, and I don't mean to jump, but I think there's a direct correlation between the way that men live lifestyles today versus the way that men live lifestyles when our fathers were around. You never heard of such products back then. Your dad has lived through his entire life. When I see him, he looks amazing. My dad lives, right? I've never seen them not masculine. You see that there is a, in a lot of marketing, a lot of poise, it's like they're de-emasculating men in a lot of things. So it's natural to see a marketing scheme that talks about bringing that masculinity back by giving you a booster too, by giving you a booster test. And it's interesting that mind play and that word play that's being leveraged in marketing schemes. So let's look at it. Tea boosters contain some very specific ingredients. And if you look at it as a whole, the ingredients are quite similar across brands. Some have more concentration, some have higher, some have special properties that they add in addition to this. But the reality is it comprises zinc, fenugreek extract, vitamin B6, those were the three most common ingredients that by themselves comprised, comprised together basically make a tea booster in today's environment. So when I, when I was talking to you about the research, it kind of threw you a little bit. You were mm -hmm. expecting me to say something else. I remember calling you and you're like, dude, I didn't realize that, right? Let me ask you this. Knowing what you know, are any of those ingredients directly going to impact tea levels? No. No. And there's no science to support that. Here's what I did find. Simply put, about 90% of tea booster supplements claim to boost testosterone, but the research has found less than 25% of those supplement manufacturers actually have data to support that. 90% of tea boosting supplements claim to boost testosterone, but researchers have found that 25% of them actually have data to support that. Is that why they say these things are not FDA approved? Well, they can't be. It's a supplement. But you're right. That's a that's a way to basically kind of tap dance around this. And let's face it, you can't make claims like that with certain bans on testosterone right now anyway, which, which is unique, right? So you have a legal ban on certain substances, but they use that substance name in their marketing scheme. Mm. That's, a, that's a pretty... Wow, right? I, I looked at that and I started to think about that. Imagine it's not called male enhancement or it's not called bounce back after four, whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? They just get right to the point and they're using what men associate. Because when I, when I say tea booster to you, before we did the research on this, because we both spent hours on the research mm -hmm. on this, Antoine, if I said tea booster, what do you think is in there? Something that's going to raise what? Testosterone. Yeah, I, nowhere in there did I think I was going to find vitamins. Yeah, exactly. So all those vitamins are already in your body, bro. 
Yes, sir, it is. And it's in the food that you're eating, right? <laughs> wow. And, and most of us, we also take a lot multivitamin daily. Mm-hmm. So imagine when you're taking all of these things together, you don't know how they work together. And what happens if you're on a medication already? You feel or like your stomach hurts. Like it, you, you didn't feel exactly. And I don't have a health condition. So I did when I was using it. Here's the reality. I think um, men are being misled in a lot of these marketing schemes. I think as a male, if I was looking at that marketing ploy, what I would think in my mind, right or wrong, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, when I hear tea booster, I'm thinking it's going to raise my testosterone and it's similar to a steroid. But it's natural. But now they switched it up. Before, they weren't, they weren't steroids. Now they are. Now they're saying they're like steroids and they're nowhere near it. No, they're not. But they're using the same ploy as long as it's legal. Like they're taking what? They're taking almost a placebo if they're not in that 25%. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, there's a lot of money that's being wasted because, listen, these things are super expensive. We're not talking about a cheap product. Like, you could go get a multivitamin for 19 or 20 bucks a bottle. Antoine, these, I, I don't care which one you're looking at. You're talking at minimum $35 to $40 a bottle for 30 days. That's minimum. Some go as high as $70 to $100 a bottle. And you still have to take a lot of them after you get it, right? Yeah, dude, you got to load it. So, um, <laughs> you know, some of them tell you you don't have to. It's one tablet. Mm-hmm. There's others that, you know, they're serving size. And I, I, I've always tripped on this. How can one product claim that, hey, the product's a rogue, it gets past the stomach acid, it's utilized, blah, blah, blah. They go through how it's absorbed in the intestines, and it's one tablet. And then you look at another manufacturer, and there's four tablets. But it has the same almost ingredients. And you're like, okay, this dude is getting me to buy more, and it's a higher cost for the four-tablet one than it is the one-tablet. So I'm always doing the cost-benefit analysis when I look at something, and then I look at the research behind it. They always put the woman next to the, the test strips. Yes, they, they always got that hot chick there that's, that's like, my man's back. And the guy that's already young, I'm telling you, he looks like he's already super small, already super young. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I would say that, but there's a lot of people that just take care of themselves the right way, and we're going to go over how to do that today mm-hmm. as well. Those are guys that are doing all the right things. Not the ones in the commercials, though. Some of them. I'll tell you, I seen this. I mean, big, big, big um, Frank Thomas. That's that's a big boy with no muscles, so uh, <laughs> he's just big. So I'm pretty sure the stuff he's selling ain't gonna get you a buck. He probably is working just for the male enhancement. It sounds like a brand new Viagra for the black folks. You're funny. Because <laughs> everybody knows Frank. So who are they targeting? Yeah, that's true. I never even thought about it from that perspective. I think, um, you know, when I was looking at it, I didn't realize how vulnerable the men were to some of these marketing schemes. Because I remember with Frank Thomas, he was talking about don't do no steroids, don't do andro, don't do anything. He talked about a lot of people. And now he's promoting it. Is it the money? I, I want to know, Frank. I really do. I was disappointed to see you out there. Because I, I remember you was talking about Mark McGuire. You are talking about all the players. And now you're selling the same thing to the people. They convinced you just like they convinced us, brother. Yeah. So That's pretty powerful right there. It's, it's the truth. So here's the deal. I think... The T-boosters are being marketed to cure low testosterone, when in reality, I, I don't see the research to support that. 
any man that has experienced a lack of sex drive, sex drive, erectile dysfunction, acute depression, fatigue, low energy levels, insomnia, you realize something's wrong, right? So most men are simply looking for a quick fix. Let's face it. I think guys are uncomfortable. They don't want to talk about it. It's not attractive to have another conversation like that with another person. And I think the reality is these guys know that from a marketing perspective, these companies. So based on the research, what do we expect? Well, here's what I would say. Antoine, before you did anything, and I'm not saying that some of those tea boosters don't have an effect, right? We know that it could have an effect on some people. It all depends on genetics, chemical makeup, all of those things, right? But the reality is, before go take, taking something, what should you do first? What are the steps you would recommend? If you don't want to talk to your physician about it, make sure you do the research. But you should always talk to your physician or talk to someone who has taken it. Someone who has taken it, experienced it, so you'll know firsthand information before you take anything. Because mm-hmm. the cell is not going it's not going to tell you that. You're right. So I agree with you. I think the first thing is you need to get clear from your medical professional before you take something. I think, um, you know, you got to look at underlying health conditions, get some blood work done, figure out if you're on other medications. If you have any genetic predispositions, I would definitely look at that stuff first. Secondly, I would say, you know, before, before adding anything in to your body, what should you get right first? Your diet. Yeah. Why go do something so crazy? By adding something else in until you've got your diet right. Antoine, my diet was dialed. The reason why I was looking for an edge was I wanted to be able to add more weight over a quicker period of time. And I know the research. I know the science. I understand exercise physiology. I understand exercise science. And I follow it. So if I could be hooked on uh, a marketing ploy and go, you know what? It's worth a try. I think the average bear is going to be doing the same thing. But I agree with you. I think getting your diet is right first. I think the next thing is get a what? Get a structured what? Routine. Yeah, and workout. Why? If once you get your diet right, why would you just go in and take pills and go do single joint movements like arms? Not have a workout that's going to drive natural T levels makes no sense. I see a lot of these guys that are doing a lot of these workouts, and their workouts don't mirror the products that they're taking. It doesn't even give them a fair chance. The second thing, uh, or the next thing after that, excuse me, that I would say we need to do is properly hydrate, right? Mm -hmm. Water is crucial. You need to make sure that you're staying hydrated. The other thing that I found, Antoine, as men age, what's one thing that they do? A lot of men. Not all men, but a lot of men. Drink alcohol. Yes. And alcohol in excess causes search and you look at it it not while not while you own it though when no, you're doing it when you know, you're doing it here's the thing Antoine for a lot of people it's not one drink or two drinks so it'll relax them mm-hmm. and they can get in that moment but they can't maintain the moment just like afterwards they're not able to sleep mm. right if you've ever been um, at that point where if you're drinking too much alcohol it's really hard to sleep it's not like when you're younger I think a lot of men have insomnia due to that, right? And so those are all attributed with low T levels. But let's look at the science behind it. When you're drinking, Antoine, your body has to metabolize 
follow that up well first. How is it effectively going to get the blood flow where it needs to if it's already doing other things? It doesn't make sense. So that's why you, you've got to be doing shit. Yeah, you're right, and that's a that's a big piece of it. We just talked about sleep sleep patterns, regular sleep patterns. Those are huge, right? Getting enough protein in your diet. Those are all key. So when you look at it, it's a big leap of faith in some of these marketing schemes that are out there. I think for the average consumer making the assumption that just because you take a specific product without getting those variables right, diet, sleep, water, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. If you've got all of those those things dialed, your physician clears you to take it and you want to give it a try, give it a try. I'm not advocating not to. What I want to do is empower people to make the right choice. I think that is the biggest thing that is uh, something that most men need to look at, right? Because when you're talking about your health, isn't it counterintuitive to take something that could be detrimental to your health when you're trying to get healthier? And for some men, it could cause that. For others, not so much. So based on all this research, everything that we've looked at, Antoine, what are your thoughts on this? If you're going to do it, stick to real estate, brother. If you want to get buff, I'm not advocating it, but if you want to look big and buff like those people that you see that's uh, the muscle of fitness, you know, those people that you see in the strongman competition, just go ahead and get the lemon juice. Don't play around with the fake stuff, because by the time you done bought about 15, 20 bottles of that, you spent about $600, you could have got you a cycle, brother. That's, <laughs> that's Wow. That's some pretty powerful stuff there. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be advocating cycles of illegal substances. <laughs> but, you know, I just think uh, being all facetious as a side, I think that uh, this is a, a pretty important topic for most men. And it's something at some point, whether it's stress-related, whether it's health-related, most men are going to have to overcome this hurdle at some point. And the other thing that concerns me is when you look at men that already had some type of issue like that, normally there's heart, it's blood related, right? So they're, they're, they're normally at higher risk for other issues. So that's why I keep going back to talk to a medical professional before you go out and spend something on something without realizing what it's going to be. Um, to wrap this up, Antoine, what was the biggest shock to you when we did the research on this and, and looked up some of these topics? That there were all kind of vitamins in there. I just knew it was going to have something that was real, something that was going to really boost it. Seeing all them vitamins, I was like, dude, what, what, are, what are they selling? What is it? It's no different than natural aphrodisiacs that you hear people say, like eat oysters, mm -hmm. do these things, right? Um, I don't know how much of it is placebo. I don't know how much of it is uh, actual science behind some people getting some results, but I think the numbers are so small. It definitely constitutes you to really make a strong assumption that the reality is for the most most guys, the majority of people out there, it's not going to work. Now, if they had a pill to make the hair, gray hair turn back black, I'll do that. I'll take all the side effects. I think, Antoine, most people would love to take a pill to get hair. I know a lot of guys as they age that don't have hair, right? So the fact that we got a little bit of gray, as long as we have hair, my friend, I'm actually okay with that. And pills will make your skin tighter. You know, I used to trip on that. Mm -hmm. 
Not so much anymore. At the end of the day, if you look good, you can get up, you can get those two geeks in front of you every single day, and you're productive, and you got a good head on your shoulders, I'm cool with that. I can take your pros for you. And if you have any problems, just get some Viagra. I heard that worked. Probably a lot better than what some guys are thinking these products are going to work, right? And it's a very specific thing that you can utilize to for fix. For male enhancement. Yeah, to, to fix a soft back, right? So... Kind of hard to hit a home run with a soft bat. Put some cork in that soft bat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, Antoine, I, I think uh, this was pretty cool. It was definitely informative for me to do some of this research, to look at it. You know, it's something I'm passionate about. I love fitness and health. I love sharing it with our viewers. And more importantly, I just want to educate them. Like I said before, I'm not advocating for or against. I'm just talking about specific things that the research supports and doesn't support. Ultimately, you as a consumer have to go out there and make up your mind. But I think informative podcasts like this definitely help. You should try We Need You Fit first before you try any supplement. Because the answer to being fit after 40 is right here. Goes back to diet and exercise, Antoine. Yep. 100%. All right. If you like the topic, if you like to hear more things, and more importantly, you want to keep getting educated and empower yourself so you've got the tools to be able to get you in shape, keep you in shape, do what, Antoine? Subscribe to our podcast or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Absolutely. Ring the bell and do me a favor. Please share it with your friends and family. We want to get as many people on this thing as possible so that we can start a crusade for fitness and get people the right information. And we want to get you guys in shape now. Exactly. Well, actually, duh. You're the man. No, that's you. <laughs> no, you're the man. 25 years of experience of not only building businesses, but building weights, not weights, building bodies. I've I, I seen your results, dog. You know what you're doing, brother. I appreciate that. You want to check out some of the results and some of the photos that I've gotten for clients, check out my, my trainerize.me account. You can find it by clicking onto our website and take it from there. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.